0: My asshole child move was um, I, I kicked Brooke out of the band oh. in fourth grade. With what was note. your band name? The Alley Cats. <laughs>
1: nice.
0: <laughs> Typical. What was that? 2007, 8? <laughs> oh my gosh,
1: that's amazing. <laughs> with was the note? Here's
0: a note. She remembers that. I don't remember doing that at all. That's so funny. The same, Brooke is like, you kicked me out of the band. It was so rude. I was so upset. I went home and
1: cried. Does she still have the note? I don't think so. <laughs> I want to know what the note said. Like you're not in the band you're not in the alley cats anymore <laughs> yeah. you're an alley can't get yeah. out <laughs> Welcome
0: back So Sometimes Bust Slaps. I'm back. I'm Jubes. And today's episode, we are talking about the Jungian ar- archetypes. Like we've talked yeah. about it a little bit before with the courage to be disliked. Because mm-hmm. that's all about Jungian
1: principles. Yes. And I think it was in another episode. I want to say cognitive dissonance, but I don't know. Yeah. There's either that or shadow work. Yeah. But, but we're talking all about our boy, Young, Carl Young, and how his
0: archetypes have shaped. Um, what we know personality and personality psychology and whatnot to be.
1: Mm-hmm. So Yeah. It was very interesting because um as I was learning it, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't actually like believe in these archetypes. Yeah. Well so there's there a lot of
0: comments about how he's like a pseudo psychologist. Yeah. I was like, here we go back with the pseudo word.
1: I know. So I was like, mm,
0: that's but interesting. He we'll get into it. um there's a on one site or something that was like he's only Known as pseudo because everyone chose Freud over Jung, even though Freud yeah. and Jung worked closely together and they were actually yes. friends for a while there.
1: Yeah, they were, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So. So that's fun. Yeah. Um. What's new with you? Um. A lot, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what am I going to talk about? Oh, last, last night, um, my boyfriend and I went to go and play soccer. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, he is seven inches taller than me, 40 pounds <laughs> heavier than I am, and yep. played Soccer as like the activity as a kid. Yeah, I want to. I've never. I played soccer in first grade. Mm, yeah, me too. And I just played it for the outfit. Did the? I didn't do that. Oh, I, pl- <laughs> I played it because I had a crush on my friend's cousin. <laughs> you
1: know <laughs> what? I remember that. <laughs> Whatever. It takes. I just wanted the shin guards and shin cleats. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah,
0: no. Uh, did that when I was six, and then actively avoided soccer mm-hmm. games and gym class all the rest of my life oh yeah that's the sport i hate the most yeah. mm-hmm. but it was fun so it's important to him so i'm like okay yeah, i'll go kick around the ball with you well he goes and tries to do like drills mm-hmm. right and we're doing we're doing these drills yeah and it's fun dandy like i'm not good i'm gonna fumble whatever yeah it's like, okay let's race i'm like no no no. i don't yeah. like understand <laughs> i don't run yeah we're not I can racing skate laps around you i'm really mm-hmm. good at pushing with my legs but like yeah. the actual motion of like running running. i'm not fast i'm not speedy yeah i used to think i was speedy as a kid i still wasn't speedy as a kid yeah oh i i tried to race (laughs) i hoped you were gonna go here (laughs) quadriplegic (laughs) because found his wheelchair and i thought i was like the fastest thing ever and we were taking photos with him for his political campaign and um because my grandma was working for his political campaign and whatnot and he remembers that he actually wrote a book and he put this moment in his book mm-hmm. because five-year-old Michaela didn't give two shits that he was not using his legs yeah I was gonna
1: beat him yeah I was faster <laughs> than his electric chair that's
0: amazing and so I'm in his book about this story but yeah that's so good always I'd race my dad to the fridge and stuff but I was never fast yeah and so when so he's like well oh yeah, let's like race to this pull and back I'm like yeah, I'm going to lose. Let mm-hmm. me tell you this right now. I'm going to lose. You're like, oh, that's not a bad mindset to go in with. I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. I don't run. Yeah. Your legs end at my rib cage. Yeah. <laughs> and you actually play like rugby and soccer. Yeah. So how do you think I'm supposed to like be faster than you? Literally. <laughs> so I'm slow, I'm slow, slow, I'm slow. I'm like, yeah, maybe for the sports that you played. Mm-hmm. But still for an average. Faster than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so sure enough, I lost. Yeah. And then... He does other, like, jumping drills and stuff. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, no, let's do a drill. Like, you have to kind of run into each other because sometimes that's what happens when you're, like, trying to play defense and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen right now. Yeah. I'm going to run into you. I'm going to go flying. Yeah. And you're not going to (laughs) move. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not, like, this isn't me giving up. This is me knowing the facts and knowing that you are going to kick my butt right now. Literally. Yeah. And so, sure enough, we do one. Yeah. And what happens... I go fly. <laughs> it looks like those videos when people run into each other with the exercise balls. Oh yeah, but one person just launches back four feet. That was me. Yeah, that's fun.
1: <laughs> that's so good. And I was like,
0: <laughs> so that's how that went. Mm-hmm. So I'm at the start of my soccer career. Again, great, yeah. congratulations. We're gonna be doing some more drills with that. Oh, I'm and then not like, gonna watch you play soccer. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then he's like, would you play rugby with me? And I'm like. I'll play rugby with you, but not in the way that you want me to play rugby. Yeah. I'm not getting tackled and yeah. crushed. Yeah. On grass. Yeah. Sorry. We'll play flag rugby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I
1: like my nose. Mm-hmm. Literally. I'm like, I'm no. Good. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, that's yeah. fair. Um, so, we moved my grandma the last couple weekends Um, into, a, like, a manner just, she needs a little bit more care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hold on punch the <laughs> yeah. mic. <at> <laughs> Apologies for your ears. <laughs> do my best to cut that out. Um, and so, yeah, we moved her into the manor. And as we were, like, cleaning out her old place, mm-hmm. she has this, like, selection of just wine. Mm-hmm. Like, so much wine. She doesn't drink wine. She drinks beer. But she has tons of wine glasses or wine bottles. Yeah. And so we were, like, going through them. And so there's a wine. It's in the shape of, like, a skull. Oh, fun. It's so cool. For wine glass. wine. For, we don't know what's in there. It like a vodka skull bottle, but... We don't know what's in there. And so the fun fact about this... Is it clear? Is that when we first tried <laughs> it, it was blue. Bryce remembers it being blue. That was the first time we saw it. When they moved it four years ago, it was green. When I threw it out on the weekend, it was brown. And there were floaties. It was... Owl. like think organic apple juice with like the oh, stuff no. to, like yeah it was that oh it no. was like thick and oh, I was no, like you no. know what <gasps> I could have thrown this out <laughs> I'm just gonna do that and then my brother was like what color was it I was like it was brown he's like oh that's funny it was green when we moved it last time <laughs> I was like no 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 absolutely not I'm so I was like yeah it was blue the first time I saw that and I was like oh, I think it's just not. like it's
0: spoiled I have no or do you idea think it was, like three different liquids.
1: I have no idea. No idea. Brush was like, yeah, like my sister and my dad like took a shot out of it. Like, not on the weekend when it was brown, yeah. but back when it was blue. Cause he remembers it being like it was a core memory for him. It was just traumatizing. And then she had like a little um she really enjoys isogenics. And yeah. so she has like a little like isogenics like power booster little shot like thing or whatever they look like the five-hour energy bottles and it had green like painter's tape on it yeah. with vodka written on it and you open it up and it was yellow like dehydrated urine yellow it was disgusting and it just smelled like vodka and we are like yeah i'm just gonna throw that out too like that's so nasty like, is that the bottle yeah so that's like pretty the, close that's like that's like the
0: crystal vodka skull bottle so it's almost like she kept the bottle and filled it up with stuff. With
1: other stuff, yeah. It was because then she had a um an um an amaretto bottle yeah. with painter's tape labeled tequila. So she's like reusing the bottles then. Yeah, and I was like, what happened to the original tequila bottle? Like, what happened with that? <laughs> it was so random, and I was like, that's foul. So yeah, I was like, I'm just gonna take the liberty of throwing this out because she's not gonna drink it and I'm not gonna drink it and it's probably dangerous so yeah. I just checked it I, I was know. like I don't even want to open this to smell it because it'll probably kill me if it's went from blue to green to brown <laughs> in the last seven years <laughs> <laughs> like that's a really short amount of time for a liquid to change colors that much oh my goodness yeah and then um I was going through a bookshelf and I found a couple good books And so one of the book was The Brain That Changes Itself. Mm, And so she actually had two copies of those, which was awesome. So I gave one to you and then I kept her original one. Mm -hmm. And it was so cool because she had newspaper clippings in the back where she read about the book in the newspaper and then ordered it from chapters and wrote, on this day I ordered the book, it should be here this day or whatever. And then she was using that as a bookmark in her actual book. Oh, fun. It was so cool. I was like, that was kind of fun to like find, right? Because she was like, yeah, no, I read about it. It sounded cool. So I ordered the book and then I like... Mm-hmm. kept this newspaper clipping to like mm-hmm. remember that i ordered the book it was really cool i was yeah. like that's so fun so we added the book to our um list mm-hmm. so yeah she had a couple really good ones there's like um the mm-hmm. telomere effect which i'm so excited to mm-hmm. read i'm gonna start that one pretty soon yeah but i have to read this month's book um and then um our next month's book and um yeah the brain that changes itself and then another one brain related it's so cool fascinating so right up our alley i know i was like this is amazing and then she gave me the joy of cooking it has like 500 different recipes or whatever in it Mm -hmm. so i forgot that one at her house so i gotta get that but i was like
0: also when my i went to visit my aunt she gave me a whole bunch of like psychology therapy kind of books too Mm -hmm. so we can pick from those so
1: i know like my to be read pile is like so big and then jenny was like have you read this book and i was like no I haven't she's like you have to it's so good I was like I know but I don't have time read so she's like so she's like text me when you start it and I'll start it again I'm like okay oh I'll and then I feel bad because it's been like a week and a half since she gave it to me and I still haven't started it yeah but I'm like yeah I will I'm so excited but it's one of those books where like I know it's gonna be so good so I need to like dedicate like a weekend to just reading it yeah yeah that's fair but so that's pretty much uh new with me yeah, yeah. I guess so we still get into
0: our boy Carl Jung then. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Carl Jung, he's a Swiss psychiatrist and psychoanalyst who founded analytical psychology. Uh, he worked with it closely with our buddy Freud, um, but his theories have not been as popular as Freud. Mm-hmm. Jung proposed that, um, and developed the concepts of extroverted and the introverted personalities. And he also um, developed
1: archetypes and the collective unconscious. Even though I wrote that, I didn't mm. read that he read extroverted or introverted personality. I didn't realize that that was something that he had kind of coined. Mm. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, and so
0: um, it, this then goes down later on that the, actually the personality test that we took from episode one, yeah,
1: that's are based on his
0: concepts. Yeah
1: I, yeah, I I found that when I was doing research for this, I was like,
0: no way. Yeah, that's so, so cool. So he yeah he first proposed extroversion and introversion for personality types, and then further expanded onto it to be the 16 personality like types that we know today
1: well i find it very interesting that even though he's not as popular as freud like that is one idea that like everyone talks mm, about yeah is whether you're introverted or extroverted yeah
0: so i think um i think young was a little uh stunted because yeah he is so commonly used but no one knows no one knows yeah like i had no idea that that was like just because some yeah. like a certain company i can't remember what it was called published Freud over Young, and that's why we use Freud more.
1: Right. Yeah. So if he had been born either before or after Freud. Yeah. Or then like he could have been in a different place of the world, so mm-hmm. it wasn't so Freud focused. Oh, is he Austrian as well? Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Well, Isn't he, Freud uh Swiss. Swiss. Yeah. So I thought, Carl Swiss, sorry. Carl Carl Swiss. Carl Swiss. Carl Swiss. Freud is Austrian. Okay. But they're right there. Oh, Carl is Swiss. Okay. <laughs> I just heard Carl Swiss. And I was like, <laughs> is that his new last name? Like, I don't understand. Carl, Mr. Young is, is Swiss. Swiss. Okay, okay. I wasn't getting the is, yeah. but I'm with you
0: now. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and then so what's an archetype? Mm-hmm. What are we going to be talking about essentially? So an archetype is a very typical example of a certain person or thing. Yeah. And so when we first add to the list, everyone's like, oh, and do archetypes. And I'm like, like characters and stories? Because that's what I know archetypes as. Mm-hmm. Because that's what we would look for in my ap english class
1: yeah well and it turns Mm -hmm. out that like um he has some like main archetypes and then he has more that you can kind of expand on and the ones that he expands on he has gotten from like mythologies and like from Mm. stories and stuff so they are very very similar and you do see a lot of these archetypes in stories as well yeah and script screenwriters and novelists and they'll use archetypes because it's you write what
0: you know you find someone that rewrite of personality traits that everyone can find someone in their own lives. So it yeah. makes it relatable and yeah, people can connect to the story better.
1: Exactly. So. Mm-hmm. We'll get into it. Um. So like the kind of basis behind archetypes um, is they're very universal inborn models of people, behaviors and personalities that play a role in influencing human behaviors. Like Matt kind of just said. Mm-hmm. And so Carl Jung suggested that archetypes were archaic forms of innate human knowledge passed down from our ancestors And they represent the universal patterns and images that are part of our like collective unconscious, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: which is an interesting thing to think about. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he also uh, theorizes that we inherit these archetypes in a similar way that we inherit instinctive patterns of behavior. So he's almost saying that they're genetic, but not quite, Mm -hmm. which I think is very interesting. The idea of like inheriting an archetype, but it does make sense, Mm -hmm. especially because. Um, he also theorizes that they organize how we experience certain things and they each play a role in our personality. And um, he also suggests that people are dominated by one specific archetype Mm -hmm. kind of deal. Yeah.
0: So the collective unconscious is one of the three components that Jung believes the human psyche is composed of. The other two being ego and personal unconscious. And so in this theory, the ego represents the the conscious mind and the personal unconscious Contains your memories, including suppressed ones. Yeah. I sounded very robotic when I described that there. But essentially the the collective unconscious is the part of the human psyche that serves as a form of psychological inheritance and contains all the knowledge and experiences that humans share as a species. Yeah. And so the personal would be more of what we know as like our yeah unconscious mind for Freud mm-hmm. of like your personal belief systems and things that you were raised and like all these. I don't know. Promises or yeah, unfulfilled desires and
1: yeah, they're specific to you as a person versus yeah, something a society will experience as a whole.
0: Yeah, and then the ego generally plays as a mediator between the two. Yeah, um, which we will get into next, next week. week. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, cool.
1: Um, and so like we kind of said, his ideas are not as popular as Freud. Um, his work tended to veer more into the mystical and pseudoscientific, and so. People study it more as, like, a historical artifact, like a literary criticism, um, and apply it more to, like, mythology of, like, okay, who is, like, this character? What archetype is he? Versus, like, applying Mm -hmm. it to real human people. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's often actually been criticized for being overly stereotyped, reductionistic, and culturally biased. Mm -hmm. Which, very interesting.
0: Which I think could be arguable for every single... He's a white man (laughs) in the
1: early 1900s. Yes, he's going to be culturally biased. Like, that's just kind of how that goes. Yeah, But, yeah. So, get into them.
0: The Jung identified four major archetypes, but said that there's no limit to the number that can exist. Mm -hmm. So the four major archetypes are the persona, the shadow, the anima or animus, and the self. Yeah. And they often give 12 archetypical figures as well. Yes. And so... The persona is how we present ourselves to the world. Uh, this archetype, it represents all the different social masks that we are among various groups and situations. Its purpose is to shield um, the ego from negative images. Mm-hmm. This allows people to adapt to the world around them and fit in with society in which they live. However, if you become too closely identified with this archetype,
1: it can cause people to
0: lose sight of their true selves.
1: And so when I was looking into that, because um autistic people do not know how to like mask or interact with society in like Mm -hmm. a generally acceptable way like they just there's a little bit of a disconnect there Mm -hmm. i was so so curious about like what is their persona Mm -hmm. Like, is there different do they have one Mm -hmm. right like yeah what is the mask that they put on Mm -hmm. and but there was no research on that whatsoever interesting yeah and so i was like i was very curious because persona isn't uh, an accepted yeah. thing in the field. So no one would think to study that because mm-hmm. no one believed that it like yeah. applies to a person. But I was like,
0: if you're interested in the brain and are happy to study how autistic people mask and how that yeah. works,
1: let us know. Send us an article. I was like, that is just a very interesting question. Yeah. Um. Okay. And so- then I can't,
0: I can't not hear mask and not think of the movie, the mask with Jim Carrey.
1: Oh, I haven't seen that one. You
0: haven't. Mm-mm. We watch it every year. And then on the TV, the mask is like, we all wear masks and <laughs> it's like an old philosophers talking about Young's archetypes. And basically oh, it, really? in the I think it was Young, but it's like, this is my book, the mask. We all wear masks. And it's just like a metaphor for society. Blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So every time I hear well, that, that's all I can think about.
1: It makes sense. And I feel like people have like mm-hmm. different personas as well. Like my mm-hmm. podcast persona is a little bit different than my personal persona. Right. Like who yeah. I am by myself is different than who I am in front of this camera. Right. Okay. I'm a little bit more animated in front of this camera. Oh really? Yes. I, I definitely put on a show. Like I'm on in front yeah. of this camera. Whereas when the camera is off, I can also be off. Yeah. Does that make sense? Or is that autism? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, I just <laughs> asking. I don't I think, know. I think so, I think I think a lot of people do that. Yeah. I wouldn't say I agree with you for myself. Yeah. I wouldn't say I I think I'm very. Yeah. I don't know. Level across the board. I feel like I've always been just a very like, Mm -hmm. you know what to expect from Michaela. (laughs) Yeah.
1: In all forms. (laughs) And like, I don't know if it's just like I've grown up acting and dancing and like having like a performer mm -hmm. persona mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. And then I just tap into that for this. But I guess also who I am on the podcast is who I am in a group of people.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, your yeah. animation is great for thumbnails. I know. It's so fantastic. You always have good faces and I have to go cycle through my four same faces that I always use.
1: My favorite thumbnail of ours is when I'm holding my sock up. over for <laughs> feet. <laughs> I'm, I'll blur <learn> that. <laughs> the dogs. <Yeah. laughs> Sorry, my dogs are wild. <laughs> they haven't been muscle trained. <laughs> my sister's friend came over for a little visit. And she thought it was so funny that I found the concept of dogs, like, so relatable. And I would constantly, I would just, like, we're at the beach. No. And so I was like, oh, careful. Like, there's some do- off-leash dogs over here. And then I'd, like, bark at her with my foot. And she would just die laughing. She's like, that is so funny. I love that you do that. And I was like, thanks. I'm not that old. I can still know what a dog is. I'm not that old. <laughs> well, it felt like it was, like, someone who's older than them trying to like be hip with the kids these days oh my god that's what i felt like i was doing it was so funny (laughs) (laughs) anyway that's my persona with my sister yeah um so the next archetype is the shadow and so this one kind of consists of sex and life instincts Mm -hmm. and so it exists as part of the unconscious mind and is composed of repressed ideas weaknesses desires instincts and shortcomings And so this archetype contains all of the things that are unacceptable, not only to society, but to one's own personal morals and values. And so it is very similar to the id in Mm -hmm. Freud's um, spiel or whatever. So that's next week. Yeah. Um, And so Jung suggests that shadows can appear in dreams or visions, and it can take many forms, including like a snake, a monster, a demon, a dragon or some other dark, wild and exotic figure. Mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting and he also um believes that people deny this element of their own psyche and project it onto others mm-hmm. which i would agree with 100 oh, yeah. that Definitely. makes a lot of sense and so oh well, yeah this it's the, the whole... shadow work that we talked about yeah. this yeah so this is
0: why we like kind of dive into shadow work and that's why you're supposed to work on the bad parts of yourself or mm-hmm. whatever yeah but
1: yeah even though all of you is there's no part of you that's unbearable, unbearable. yeah
0: So the next um, archetype is the anima or animus. The anima is the feminine image in the male psyche. And the animus is the male image in the female psyche. Mm -hmm. So it represents your true self rather uh, than the image that we present onto others. And it serves as a primary source of communication with the collective unconscious. Mm -hmm. So he believes that this archetype can also influence sex roles and gender identities. And he says that they represent the masculine aspect in women and the feminine aspect in men. And so, apparently, this archetype is based on both the collective and the personal unconscious. Right. And so, in many cultures, uh, men and women are encouraged to adopt like their traditional gender roles. And he suggests that the discouragement of men exploring their feminine aspects and women exploring their masculine aspects serves to undermine the psychological development, mm-hmm. which is fascinating. So fascinating. And then, so the combined anima and animus is known as
1: what word is that? Dude. Yeah, I don't know. I was Zizgy? really hoping I didn't have to say that. Sizy G. It's S Y Z Y G Y. Yeah. Or the divine
0: couple, which <laughs> represents completion, unification, and wholeness. Essentially, this is your
1: yin and yang of your whole self. Yeah, exactly. It's just yeah. kind <laughs> of. Okay. This reminds me, actually. Um, I was hanging out with S*** <laughs> at the golf place close to here, mm-hmm. and so. It's- brother comes up to me and I had ordered buffalo chicken strips and so I'd eaten them he's like oh like you like spicy and I was like yeah I quite enjoy like spicy foods mm-hmm. and he's like yeah I heard that um women who can handle spicy things have higher levels of testosterone in their body stop <laughs> I was like I was speechless I had no idea what to say I was like ah I like they got a little man in you I guess and so he was like thank goodness there," because she was like yeah um, I guess I must have a little mad at me too, because I quite enjoy spicy things or whatever. And I just kind of like giggled. I was like, I have no idea what to say to well, that. Well, because knowing him, he didn't mean it as like a bad thing, I know, it right? It was it's just, just like, like a, a weird study that he probably learned about. the fact that I know that I'm sharing. And I was like, yeah, I totally get that. But I had no idea what to say to <laughs> so that. So what's to say then about a lot of like,
0: like our warmer climates that are known for spicy foods?
1: I don't know. Are they all masculine (laughs) or masculine? I don't know. I don't know how true it is. That's fascinating. Yeah. An interesting concept. I know. It was just the funniest thing. So I guess my animus was showing. Yeah. I guess. It was so (laughs) funny because I never (laughs) really not known what to say to someone. Yeah. And I was like, cool. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I like, because I was trying to be like, oh, like, um, I guess like my beard must be coming in, or like that's why I've got stuff. Straight... balls last Yeah, week. I know. Like, sorry, my growing out my leg hair. Like, I was, just, I was like, none of those feel quite right for this situation. <laughs> so I just laugh because it was so funny and so <laughs> random. Yeah, yeah. And then I wanted to make like a a little man in me joke. Yeah, but I was like, none of this is just right for this moment. Yeah. But. Yeah, it was so funny. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but yeah. Um okay, so then the fourth one we have is the self. And so this is the archetype that represents the unified unconsciousness and consciousness of an individual. And so Jung represents this as a circle, square or mandala. And so creating the self occurs through a process of individual individuation where the various aspects of personality are integrated. And so he believes that disharmony between the unconscious and the conscious mind can lead to psychological problems. And then when you bring these conflicts into awareness and accommodate them in your conscious awareness, it's an important part of the individualization process. Yeah. So yeah, self is basically just like you're working on your shadow and your animus and your, um, what's the first one? Persona as well. Mm-hmm. Kind yeah. of thing. And so
0: before we jump into the next, like the 12 archetypal figures, I want to mention the cardinal orientations of these figures. And mm. so your cardinal orientation is basically your life motto, your personality compass, and that must be mapped out. And so there, the four orientations are ego, which is to make one's presence known, mm. order, to maintain structure in so, societal settings, social, to foster genuine connection with others or freedom to break free from physical and psychological limits. And as you've seen in last week's episode, it is very similar to, to the cups. five cups. Yeah, yeah, very similar. So to come up with the 12 archetypal figures, mm-hmm. Young studied symbols and myths of many different cultures. And so these archetypes represent behaviors, patterns that make up different ways of being. And they're also cultural symbols and images that exist in the collective unconscious.
1: So with that being said, how can he be culturally biased if he is then looking and taking... um like symbols and myths from different cultures. I think you just call people on their shit, and then yeah, or like I don't like that because when I hear culturally biased, I it feels like he thought that the Swiss culture is elite. Yes, Hmm. which it could be, but I feel like if you right. off, like if you think that your own culture is elite, you don't often spend a lot of time looking at other people's cultures.
0: Maybe he only looked through like a a whitewashed cultures, or only looked like at a handful of mythology that of Mm -hmm. people who were like him but not him
1: yeah he focused on like the greek and the roman mythology and versus like native american or um like egyptian i guess or on the same token in the
0: area he wouldn't have been able to get to right well i guess
1: maybe not native american but like indigenous yeah Yeah. people as well yeah because when was he early 1900s
0: i want to say yeah uh, uh, well, Ford was in Ford was in yeah, 19 like 20s, 30s and stuff, right?
1: Yeah. Um, the new movie Oppenheimer, yeah. I didn't realize that Einstein was a part of that. I had never actually thought about Einstein like living. <laughs> and, like he'd always he, like he's always just been dead to me, right? And so when he's like actually taking place in this movie, which I haven't seen yet, but
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was wild. So um, young was born in 1875 and he died oh, in Christ. 1961. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So a lot of his um work I guess would have been they yeah, early 1919 to 1935ish.
1: Mm-hmm. So, interesting. Mhm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, my question still stands. Just Four- five children. Really? Mhm. Oh my gosh. My mom sent me a thing this morning that said that Rasputin's daughter mm-hmm. was a lion tamer and a dancer and then she died in 1977 in la mm. it Russ, was rasputin Russ he's
0: really he's a fun character too yeah
1: she worked as a dancer in a lion tamer in a circus interesting and she's like did you know this and i was like i didn't think he had any legitimate children <laughs>
0: <laughs> lover of the russian queen
1: yeah legit what a man Alrighty. okay so the first um archetype is the sage which falls under the freedom um Cardinal orientation. Mm-hmm. And so the sage is a free thinker. Their intellect and knowledge are the reason for living, their essence. They seek to understand the world and their being by using their intelligence and analytical skills. Mm-hmm. So. The innocent is also the next one. And it's also under freedom. So the uh, innocent is
0: optimistic and always searching for happiness. It seems like they have read and observed every self-help book in the world. They see the good in everything. They feel well adjusted to the world around them. And they want to please others and feel like they belong.
1: That's my dad. that's so my dad yeah um so the explorer which is also freedom is a bold traveler who sets out without a clear path and are always open to novelty and adventure they have a deep love of discovering new places and new things about themselves however they're always searching for perfection and they're rarely satisfied
0: Mm -hmm. now going to the um the order cardinal orientation we start with the ruler so the ruler is a classic leader that may be that may believe that they should bring orders to any situation Mm mm-hmm they're stable. They strive for excellence and want everyone to follow their lead. They have plenty of reasons why everyone should listen to them, but their desire to impose their will on others, um, they can easily become a tyrant. Mm-hmm. And so that's like the villainous
1: king in movies. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so then their creator, which is the next one in the order, and so it has a profound desire for freedom because they love novelty. They love to transform things in order to make something completely new. The creator is clever, nonconformist, and self-sufficient, as well as imaginative and Mm good-humored. However, they can also be inconsistent and spend more time thinking than actually doing. (laughs) Fair enough. I have a little bit of creator in me for sure. I know. I was like, I'm not the creator. And then that last sentence, I was like, yeah, maybe. Uh, (laughs) Maybe. And then so for the last order, we have caregiver.
0: And so the caregiver feels stronger than other people. So they consequently offer maternal protection to those around them. They want to protect people from harm. They want to prevent any danger or risk or threatening other people's happiness. And in extreme cases, the caregiver turns into a a martyr who constantly reminds everyone of their sacrifices.
1: Yeah. Um, There was something, I don't know if I have it Mm -hmm. later on Mm -hmm. or if it was in the last episode or the next episode, but there was something about how it's an ego. The female ego Mm -hmm. is how like, women have been taught to like be the martyr and be this caregiver mm-hmm. and like sacrifice 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 and then they almost get to the point where they're like dude look at all i'm sacrificing and i'm getting nothing or they're like mm-hmm. only doing it for the sacrifice so that they can say oh i sacrificed that or whatever mm-hmm. right yeah which is why
0: psychologists then produce hysteria and we've talked about hysteria before <laughs>
1: we sure have <laughs> <laughs> okay so the next one is the magician and it's the first of the ego orientation and so it um the magician is constantly growing and transforming and they regenerate and renew for themselves and others uh the negative side is that their mood can be contagious so they can sometimes turn positive events into a negative one Mm -hmm. which isn't where i thought that was going because if they're like renewing themselves for themselves and others I don't know. I just read the first little bit in a very positive light. Sometimes the
0: renewal process is messy though, Mm -hmm. right? So it seems like it can swing either way. Yeah. Um, And then we are seeing these archetypes also in in tarot, like when Alexa talks about Mm -hmm. the magician in tarot.
1: Is there 12 major arcanas?
0: Yeah, which would be... So
1: one of each of these archetypes probably.
0: Into some, yeah, into some degree. Because like the jester would probably be like the fool Mm -hmm. and the arcanas... The, there's like there's the, the lovers like the ace or the um or the your favorite card. The hot guy. Yeah.
1: um King of... I'm the emperor. The emperor. that's yes.
0: It was so the emperor and the empress. Mm-hmm. And so they basically just, yeah, play off of these because it's common and familiar and whatnot, yeah, which is fascinating.
1: It's fun. Yeah.
0: So the next one we have is the hero. And so the heroes who we see is like all the superhero movies, pretty much. Mm hmm. Um, So he's the the axis of the hero's life is power and they have an uncommon vitality and resistance that they use to fight for power or honor. So they hate losing. They'll do anything to avoid it. In fact, they rarely lose because they never give up and they can also be overly ambitious and controlling. Mm -hmm. And so this is where also the phrase like don't be a hero.
1: Mm -hmm. That comes into play. Yeah. Well, some battles aren't yours to fight. Exactly. Yeah. Um, So the next one we have is the rebel or outlaw. And so they are a transgressor who provokes people and don't care at all about other people's opinions. They often go against the grain and think for themselves as a result. They don't like to be pressured or influenced and their negative side is that they beca- can become self-destructive. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Now we're going into the social cardinal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first one of this is the lover. And so the lover is all heart and sensitivity. They love, love, love and love to lavish it and on other people. Their greatest happiness is feeling loved and they enjoy everything that's pleasing to the senses they value beauty above all
1: So then i feel like the negative side of that would be like vanity mm-hmm. yeah okay yep um so the next we have is the jester who likes to laugh <laughs> um they don't wear any masks i find that interesting because jesters depicted in mm-hmm. they have facial coverings mm-hmm. right um And so, and they tend to break down other people's walls. They never take themselves seriously because their goal is to enjoy life Mm -hmm. and their negative side is that they can be lewd, lazy, or greedy. Mm -hmm. And our final
0: archetype and the final one in social is the orphan. And also some label it as the everyman. Okay. Um, I'm going to throw that in here too. Um, So this archetype often walks around with open wounds. They feel betrayed or disappointed. They want other people to take charge of their life when no one does, they feel disappointed. Um, they spend time with those who feel like they just wow, who feel like just like them. They often play the victim and pretend to be innocent. They have a cynical side and a manipulative talent. So it's like the boohoo for me. Often abusers, I would say, mm-hmm. kind of fall under that archetype. Yeah, not always, but a lot of them kind of like all oh, the boohoo for me. Like, why aren't you appeasing me?
1: Well, I feel like vibe. yeah, there's a lot of people who are borderline toxic mm-hmm. who do have the The orphan archetype as well. And I know that I definitely, the way the world is right now is I feel like sometimes I would go into the orphan Mm -hmm. where, but it's because of like, you're like, people only listen to if you're complaining about something. Yeah. So instead of being like content and happy with what life's going on, you're constantly focusing on the negatives because that's the only way people will like listen to you or like Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So I find that I sometimes like go into the orphan because it feels like, um, that's just what you do. you like, you're so obsessed with the negatives,
0: right? Yeah. yeah. And it's easy but to get involved in that cycle, especially if those around you are mm-hmm. negative or if the world around you is negative. Exactly. So, But very so, fun. So now when you think about literature and movies, like consider what category your favorite characters fall under. Mm-hmm. Do they have the same traits or do, you have, do they have traits that you want to aspire to have? Mm-hmm. And so like when I was thinking about that, because I'm like, as I'm reading these archetypes, it's like, I'm fascinated by them and there's certain ones that I immediately am drawn to. Mm-hmm. So why am I drawn to them? Yeah. And so I think about like my two favorite like childhood movies, yeah. which is Beauty and the Beast and Pocahontas. Yeah. So I really like Belle and I really like Pocahontas. Yeah. And so I would label Belle as like the innocent mm-hmm. in many ways, like the one who's like reading the books and yeah, optimistic and doing all this kind of stuff and wanting to please others. Yeah. To an extent, like I don't know what else to label her as And I this. feel like
1: she would be... Um either the lover as well mm-hmm. or um the creator you think creator a little bit because like they're clever they're nonconformist and self-sufficient yeah and that is who bell yeah was that's why Gaston didn't like her yeah right but then um you can also if you're looking at it from like a cynical point of view or like yeah she was just sitting around reading books all the time which she could have been doing something else yeah but that's not a yeah. necessarily a bad thing right but either way as an innocent or a creator those are mm-hmm. two that i
0: i'm drawn to mm-hmm. right i feel yeah. i understand the innocent i understand the creator and um then pocahontas is, is very much the explorer yeah and i was very like i've very much been into that kind of drawn to the freedom quadrant like i've always mm-hmm. been one for travel and i'm gonna do what i want and you don't need to like let me be like don't listen to yeah whatever mm-hmm. And so it's kind of funny that those two characters from my childhood then kind of relate to who I see myself as now Mm -hmm. in many ways, not always, but in many ways. Yeah. And so is that, was I drawn to them because I've always had those innate traits or do I, did I like them for other reasons and then adopt those traits? True. So how much of that is personal versus collective unconsciousness? Yeah. In this, like what, like you're... Yours is Cinderella, which I would say mm-hmm. was very much lover,
1: or even um, lover, mm-hmm. or um, or creator as well. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. I don't know. But she, I wouldn't say she was nonconformist though, because she all she wanted to do was to fit in, but not she, necessarily. But she, but she wasn't allowed to fit in. Like she had to be. She was forced to be a caregiver. Yeah, she was
1: forced to be a caregiver, Mm -hmm. but she really had this desire for freedom Mm -hmm. because of her step family. Mm -hmm. But she was also, uh, yeah, I guess the lover Mm -hmm. because she would never leave them high and dry like that. Like she couldn't just leave. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I would do.
0: I would do lover. Yeah. Yeah. And so how much of that? like do you feel drawn to that is that like something you would adopt as your own personality trait or is it just something that you should admire
1: yeah like am i am i crazy just saying like like no i think yours definitely mm -hmm. makes sense mine is confusing for me because i love cinderella so much but i don't know that i necessarily felt like i had an evil stepmother and i was being (laughs) forced to like wash their dishes and wake up and bring them breakfast. Right. So like, okay, but take that out. Take what that I that out is wanted, like take, like, take that
0: out aside though. Like, did you feel
1: like you had to do more work being the oldest or did you feel, or is there like any, like, I definitely felt like mm-hmm. my, like my parents were tougher on me because I was the oldest and they had to set that mm-hmm. um, expectation for my siblings, but mm-hmm. not to, when I was in that scenario, that's not mm-hmm. something that I was identifying with Cinderella. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I almost like I'm not
0: I'm not trapped in a castle and yeah, marrying a beast literally but and like, I liked who Belle was how she showed compassion and mm-hmm. adventure and wanting more and and I feel like
1: who I am and who I was growing up was more Belle mm-hmm. but I've never it was because she had a yellow dress <laughs> I've never never identified with Belle <laughs> I'm like I am I am Belle yeah like 100% yeah but I could never be Belle because she had an ugly dress. Oh my gosh. So there's that where I'm not thinking that deeply about this either. Right. Even Pocahontas like, I'm not a native American.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Tribal person. But I liked her sense of
1: exploration and being like, you don't know everything. Oh yeah. No, she was like amazing mm -hmm. for like not women empowerment, but for like just intrigue and like going against the norm and being like, Mm -hmm. no, like, not yeah anyway yeah yeah weird i don't know yeah and then so like as i said above too like authors and
0: screenwriters will often use these archetypes for character development because they are familiar Mm -hmm. right so we can see ourselves in these characters so most like stick to what they know Mm -hmm. and so in english class um like what types of characters did you create in short stories right or think Mm -hmm. about things that you would always like write about and just just for ponder's sake honestly yeah right like again like in when i had to write a story i often wrote about like someone running away for adventure and yeah doing like that so there was definitely a part of myself that was like craving that mm-hmm. adventure which i eventually i get i satisfied yeah right but it's always been like this whole i'm like oh that looks so cool and adventurous and lustful and, and yeah i don't know
1: yeah no i get that for me um and see i don't know i hated english class mm-hmm. but it's because i don't think in the way, like I enjoy writing stories and I enjoy writing essays and researching and stuff, but not in English class. Okay. Like I was so bad at it. And there's one story that when I go home today, I'm going to try and find because when I wrote it and I was reading it back as an adult, it sounded like I was on crack cocaine. (laughs) It was insane. I think my main character's name was Graham Cracker and he was like, Anyway, it was wild if i find it i'll read it next episode it was insane and i was oh. like so maybe i just like i think my characters would have been people who were like strong and confident and didn't care yeah so much and were named graham cracker <laughs> but <laughs> it was it was literally so insane i was like reading it back and i was like what what <laughs> Because I was trying to write a series about, I think it was Jacques and like Genie or someone. <laughs> and they were, I was going to do this whole like series about all the adventures that they went on. So I went like Jacques and so-and-so went trials biking. Jacques and so-and-so did whatever. And that's where they yeah. met Graham Cracker. and. Jock and so and so did something else because I had written one story and I was like, yeah, like I really did good character development. Like I'm just really gonna do these whole characters. It was so good. Yeah. It was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's that. So I guess maybe adventure as well because it was gonna be an adventure series. Yeah, but I don't remember any stories really from like high school, universe or um English class. Yeah, yeah, and then. In my university, uh, my English class was taught by a guy who was in the Titanic movie. Oh. Yeah. he's in the opening credits. Fascinating. Yeah. So he's like, because people on my floor who took that class the first semester, they told me that. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I, like, I walked in knowing what I was walking into or whatever. And then at the end, he was like, did you guys know? And they like played us the scene. <laughs> we were like, yeah, actually, I had been telling everyone.
0: <laughs> well, he had a toot his own horn there, too. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. And then, so just to throw a little bit more on Young, that, because that kind of completes like the basis of the archetypes. um So Young proposed that human responses to the archetypes are similar to instinctual responses in animals. Mm. But a criticism of Young is that there's no evidence that archetypes are biologically based or similar to animal instincts. Okay. That's very interesting. Yeah. So that was, um, based off a study from Rosler in 2012.
1: Interesting. Dang. And so
0: rather than being seen as purely biological, more recent research has suggests that archetypes emerge directly from our experiences and our reflections of linguistic or cultural characteristics, which yes. is by Young and Eisendraft in
1: 1995. And not Carl Young. No. Y-O-U-N-G. Yeah. Um, that's very interesting because I would agree that, yeah, archetypes are very much made up of our human experiences and our interactions and all of that fun stuff mm-hmm. but at the end of the day we are all animals so you mm-hmm. can say that it is there is some sort of animal instinct that has mm-hmm. when well, i can of- think of anyone in the animal
0: kingdom that ha- shows traits like that
1: mm-hmm. i cannot because right now the only thing i'm thinking of is the lion king yeah but think of like the monkey as a jester or the mm-hmm. but that was based off of a different story yeah but when you think of like the the, the monkey is a jester or Timon and Pumbaa? Mmm. Because the monkey wasn't the jester. No, he the wise one in that yeah. one. Yeah. Well, but, like,
0: I'm, I'm thinking in life in general. Like, mm-hmm. I would say, like, monkeys as either rebels or jesters. Yeah, that's usually how they're portrayed. Because monkeys don't... Well, in, in real life, as real life experiences with monkeys, they just, like, take your shit.
1: And, and then throw it back at yeah, you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, like... It's well, very... Like, even symbolically, like... Yeah. Why... Like when you have to place an animal to these, Mm -hmm. why are those the animals that you place as them? Mm -hmm. Ooh, let's see if we can. Now I want to do that. I would say a spider is a magician. Yeah, I guess so. For
0: ego, we have to do ego. So I'd say hero is probably like a lion. Like they have a little bit of a hero complex. Yeah, I would do hero is a lion. And rebel outlawed, maybe go with like a a bull or something.
1: Yeah. Or like a snake. Mm Hmm. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I would do. Yeah. Oh, but the ruler, the ruler would be a lion. Hmm. Did we do that one already? No. We did hero. Hero. What, what's, what's the hero then? Maybe like a tiger.
0: I don't know. I wouldn't say
1: because like lions are like king of the jungle. Yeah.
0: But they also have a hero complex. I
1: guess. but yeah i don't know and then the innocent i would do is like like a mouse mm. or yeah. something like that or maybe a bird mm-hmm. although a bird i think would be more of a sage yeah 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 very but birds aren't real so it doesn't really matter <laughs>
0: government <laughs> drones yeah exactly hmm.
1: um yeah no so if you try to like do that creator would be rabbit no caregiver would be rabbits mm. i think just because i have so many babies i
0: think of what a lover would be
1: honestly mm-hmm. probably a puffin like the weird penguins <laughs> <laughs> it's a bird okay they mate for life or otters because oh, they otters call- to be assholes yeah i know but they sleep holding hands and they give
0: each other rocks puffins mate for life and they just like live at sea and just catch fish and just like hang out with their lover all the time though
1: adorable. okay yeah a puffin can be a lover (laughs) that's so sweet that's so sweet
0: yeah but it's it's fun to think about right yeah
1: like the more traditional like Mm -hmm. if you had to portray the lover in like the lion king what would you use the mom yeah or
0: Nala. I guess the mom falls under like, um, the caregiver too. Yeah, I don't know if Nala is a all heart and sensitivity. She's more, yeah, she's Nala. She's more Pocahontas. She's more
1: like explorer, yeah. but also, um, Simba would be explorer. I think Simba has a hero complex. Yeah, it is based off the hero's journey, kinda. Yeah, of thing yeah and then scar would be the outlaw the outlaw Rebel. yeah right
0: and then timon and pumba are the, definitely the jesters or timon maybe is the um
1: no pumba is like the innocent i think he's kind of like just goes around he's and, just kind of yeah definitely and then and Tim- yeah timon is the yeah yeah this the jester yeah um oh man that's fun yeah okay. i say nala maybe goes mm, kind of stage ish mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, because she's not, like, she goes to find Simba to, like, help him save, so she's mm-hmm. not, like, shy and meek. Mm-hmm. She's definitely, like, a powerful mm-hmm. woman. Lion. Lioness. Lioness. That's, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's yeah. not the proper term. No.
0: Okay. That's interesting.
1: hmm And then, as I touched
0: on before, like, above, um... In addition to the archetypes, Jung was the first to propose the two major attitudes for personality, which is int- extroversion and introversion, and he identified the four um, basic functions: thinking, feeling, sensing, and intuition.
1: Intuitioning? Intu- intuiting? Intuiting? <laughs> I'm not that right. It's a weird word. Intuiting, I think. Yeah. Okay. Which we now use for personality tests and tune into episode one. If you want to know ours, exactly.
0: <laughs> so those discoveries yielded eight different types, but we now use the 16 types with the additions of judging and prospecting, um in the 16 personalities. Right. And so in addition to 16 personalities um, tests, the archetypes, the archetypes overlap the four humors theory, which was um, also, and also temperament theories and astrological elements instinctual variance and the enneagram, enneagram test as well
1: um, what's the four humors theory and that was the bile um oh yeah right, where
0: you're like black bile black bile okay. yellow bile blood and years i don't know no. <laughs> but that was like yeah the yeah. four humors of like why people like act the way they do it's right. based off of their humors yeah okay which yeah we now I'm realize that black bile is like it not, is a, not thing. a thing and so, if it is you should get that checked out yeah yeah and those that have too okay. much blood are gonna have heart issues. And mm-hmm. that was like early medicine.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was like one of our in our first ten episodes. I think that was more recent.
0: That's when we talked about um It uh, wasn't here. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm.
1: It was I don't think so. It was in April. Was it? Mm-hmm. That we talked about the four humors. Mm-hmm. No, I totally remember this happening in the other place. Mm-hmm. It was here because we thought it was was the same
0: episode we talked about um, the guy who looks like the guy from The Princess Bride. Calcius. Mowage. Calcius or Calcius. Oh,
1: Paracelsus. Paracelsus. Calcius. Calcius. (laughs) Paracelsus. Because he touched on the four humors in that episode. Yeah. I could have sworn we'd also talked about it. I mean, maybe, but yeah, it was more recently. Oh, wild. Okay. Oh, yeah.
0: And then temperament was like childhood um, temperament theories. <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah. 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 The astrological em- elements um, contributes to Zodiac, as we talked earlier. Right. Instinctual variants. And then the Enneagram test, which we haven't done.
1: I know, but I think we should put it on our list to do. Yeah. Because I am just personally want to know more about it. Hey, segment. Do you want to do the Enneagram test as our segment? Yep.
0: So, yeah, we're gonna, as for the first episode, we just did through that through, was it Truity? I, so. I think so. So we're going to stick with Truity and we're going to do the Enneagram personality test
1: there are seven pages of questions so we'll we're just gonna pause the video and then to. come back with our answers pretty much all right well, this test is very interesting because even since the last or at least the first time i took it i think i'm answering these questions differently but well, you've changed a lot probably mm-hmm. right yeah it's very interesting to kind of see mm-hmm. um, going through some of these it's yeah it's a
0: deja vu moment yeah right It's like, I want to learn as much as I can about how the world works. It's important for me to understand what can go wrong in a situation. Yeah. Like all those kinds of things. I'm like, yep, yep.
1: Yep. A lot of these I feel are close to like, um, like the rads test for autism. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you did that. Hey. Oh, honey, don't do that. Yeah. But I need to do it again. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to do the new one. Would you say I'm an upbeat person? Um, I went neutral. Yeah. I'm not, not, but I'm not. Yeah, um, yeah, neutral, maybe. Yeah. There's like a lot of things where, like, yeah, I'd like to do that, but am I actually gonna do that? Like, I don't know. Yeah, and it's not important for, to me to understand what can go wrong in a situation, but it is something I'm constantly thinking about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it also, feels like egotistical. Like some of these questions, like. There's one about like workplace and it's like, are you, do you contribute to your workplace? or Does your workplace function well without you there? Yeah. And how do you feel like egotistical to be like, 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 yeah, it's better when I'm there, but it also functions.
1: Yeah. Like it but functions just fine when I'm not there, but. Every job I've had, I end up in like some sort of
0: managerial-esque position mm. because I can notion do things.
1: Well, even just like this one, I'm an average person with ordinary likes and dislikes. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. I'm like neutral? Like I want it accurate
0: because I wouldn't say my likes, my interests are ordinary. There definitely has its field. But if you look yeah. at the majority of people that I know, yeah. there's not a lot of people that have the same interests as I do.
1: Yeah, and I would agree for you with that mm-hmm. one. But like in terms of dislikes, like I'm scared of snakes and spiders. Those are the two things that most people are like scared of, right? Yeah. And Yeah, I don't know. I feel like my likes are different, but my dislikes aren't really that. Yeah. Different. I do not have a great deal of willpower. (laughs) (laughs) Self-improvement is a major interest of mine. Almost accurate. Next, Get my results. Oh, did you do the birth date survey? Nope.
0: Okay. Me neither. Get my results. I got Enneagram eight. And so before we get blocked off about what it is, um, eights are motivated by the desire to be independent and take charge of themselves and others. They are assertive personalities and passionate about life, which they approach with vigor and confidence. Aids know how to look after themselves. They pursue their own destiny. So I guess in that case, would I be like a ruler
1: Um, Calling the archetypes, like would my Enneagram be like a very ruler-esque archetype? Well, they have names. Enneagram eight. Mm Mm-hmm. You're the challenger. So eights are self-confident, strong, and assertive, protective, resourceful, straight, talking, and decisive, but can also be egocentric and domineering. So is
0: that the rebel then? Again, I also wouldn't, I wouldn't not say myself, I'm like, I'm not a rebel.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? I'm not quite like, F the world about everything, Mm -hmm. but I definitely am a little more rebellious in thought and action. Like challenging.
1: Yeah. Well, because I feel like, because the Enneagram is one where you can do like, is, is it what I'm thinking of when you're like a nine wing whatever? So I think I'm a two. So they say twos seek to love and help people around them. They intuitively perceive when others need their support and they offer it unconditionally. Feel at seeing the good in people twos will praise others warmly, being always ready with a kind word and a listening ear. They have mm-hmm. a knack for making others feel like the most important person in the world.
0: So you definitely are like, again, the lover, caregiver.
1: Mm-hmm. So then what's the name for the two? Enneagram two is the helper Mm -hmm. that's so interesting because i was not a two the last time i took it i think i was a six Mm -hmm. or maybe i was a nine because i think nine is my second biggest
0: so why does it then you go
1: over to the enneagram institute
0: yeah it goes eight and then there's an arrow to two which is growth and five which is stress
1: so you can do um you can be like an um, an eight wing two or an eight wing three or whatever. So you're like an eight with um, like certain characters of another. I think that's why I want to do more research is because I don't understand the wing type. Mm-hmm. So. um, Yeah. Interesting. So that's something like when we do an Enneagram episode, I want to kind of go more into. So you can, yeah, you can either be, an eight-wing two or an eight-wing five. And so then um there's different like levels, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I bought sunflowers. Mia <laughs> likes see my flowers. So she was chewing on them and tipped the vase over.
0: <laughs> I answered but I, got, I got the answer to my question here. Okay. So the reason why the eight ate- is pointing to the two and the five. Yeah. Is um when moving into the direction of disintegration or stress, self-confidence eight suddenly become more secretive and fearful at five. Okay. However, when moving into the direction of integration or growth, lustful, controlling eights become more open hearted and caring like healthy twos. Oh, interesting. So apparently when I'm in a growth mindset, I become like you. Oh, that's <laughs> cute. <laughs> When I'm stressed, I reserve myself and I...
1: Oh, that's so funny. Which I guess, yeah, Ah. I don't disagree. Yeah. And then, yeah, so when I'm stressed, I become an eight. But when I'm in growth, I become a four.
0: We're very balanced, eh? Yeah. What What is a four? Where did you find that? It's in the first section and under the brief section. It's right above the examples. Right above the examples. Okay.
1: Um... Yeah, so when moving in their direction of disintegration, needy twos become aggressive and dominating. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> not <laughs> me. Could it be you? That's funny. We don't know. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, when moving in their direction of integration, prideful, self-deceptive twos become more self-nurturing and emotionally aware, like healthy fours. <laughs> Yikes!
2: <laughs> prideful. Is so-
1: oh my god okay so then they have like basic fear for a two is of being unwanted unworthy of being loved so my basic desire is to feel loved Mm -hmm. so enneagram two with a one wing is a servant but enneagram two with a three wing is the host or hostess so for
0: eight the basic fear of eight is being harmed or controlled by others And my basic desire is to protect themselves and be in control of their own life and destiny which yeah mm-hmm. agree yep um enneagram eight with a seven wing is the maverick and enneagram eight with a nine wing is the bear interesting Whatever those are. which is funny because um the animal i think i most relate to is a bear oh really yeah oh interesting and uh, that's what i um, i look at the qu- traits and qualities of a bear i'm like yep i i can relate
1: interesting yeah so the first thing i have is that i was someone got the eight i think it might have been me i think the first time i got this i got the eight so i must have been In a fiery mood yeah interesting which it was christmas and we were at bryce's family's house and mm-hmm. so everyone did it mm-hmm. i got the enneagram eight within the wing nine
0: overview so i relate to the bear probably more okay um wait how did you find that out i just up the bear oh. enneagram okay um so that, that brings out the protection instinct in a more relaxed way.
1: And eight
0: wing nines are very warm, reliable and helpful people. They advocate for other people and have a sixth sense that, is, that detects threats and helps them protect their loved ones. They like taking on all responsibility, even though it can be exhausting sometimes. They're also really good listeners, which makes them very welcoming and empathetic. Ooh. Which is that <laughs> Um, the they share the eights and nines. Mm-hmm. They're the same group, which is the gut triad. Oh, my gosh. Which means they deal with their reality through their instinct. No way. <laughs> they perceive danger, conflicts, or problems and decide how to deal
1: with it. Oh, my gosh. Most of the time, they
0: find a great balance between action and reaction because of their clever mind that is always a step ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, like bears, they often withdraw themselves when they go through hard times. But instead of hibernating to rest and live through winter, they do it to avoid showing their vulnerabilities.
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> People, be, people
0: are afraid of bears because of their mighty presence. Something similar happens to Eight Wings Nine. But believe us, they love to hug.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I would definitely say I'm more of
0: that than a maverick. I'm not like a...
1: Yeah. I need to fight for everyone. That's so interesting. Okay. Most basic fears to be hurt or betrayed. <laughs> Dude, I think we need to just go through for one of our next episodes... We just need to read through what the Enneagram Institute says about our Enneagram because it has like levels of development. So like Mm -hmm. at your best, you're these at your average, you're these at your unhealthiest, you're these. Yeah. And it's so interesting. And then there's compatibility with other types. And then there's like addictions and stuff. Okay. And so one of mine is, um, hypochondria. (laughs) No, really? (laughs) Dead ass. Dead ass. (laughs) couldn't be you we're not talking about the same i don't know what you're talking about yeah yeah so so interesting so stay tuned for an episode about that will that be boring maybe will it be interesting for us for sure i think it'll be very interesting (laughs) i'm excited yeah because then maybe does the enneagram institute have its own test that we could take for that one to see if it'll tell us the wing
0: testing center
1: because i feel like wing is like i would be a two wing three because to, my three is bigger than my one you have to purchase it oh of course $12 in single use oh my gosh that's so much for a test <laughs> did you take a screenshot of your um little graph well right now because my eight is the smallest really yeah so my eight's the
0: largest and then my second largest is like three and five
1: Oh, yeah. My five is my second smallest. My nine is the smallest. Oh, my nine is like my second biggest. I couldn't tell if I was a nine or a two. Mm. Or a three. Hmm. That's very interesting. I wish they didn't do the graphs as a circle. I wish they did them as bars because I can't really tell which one's bigger. Mm -hmm. On this graph. But. Oh, are you? Am I? What were your wings? uh one or three i think i'm a
0: two wing three okay so are the wings so i'm so i'm either if i'm an eight then i'm either a seven or a nine
1: yeah oh i get it so you're you're an eight wing seven because you
0: identify with the bear right is your Uh, seven nine is the bear the seven is the maverick
1: oh and so then is the nine bigger than the seven
0: no my nine's smaller so am i actually a maverick but i don't really feel like a maverick maybe i'm googling it yeah like that's something i just want to know the combination of a type 8 and type 7 characteristic produces a very worldly, materialistic, and aggressive
1: personality type. Oh, my type. gosh.
0: <laughs> people with this personality type are very ambitious, are interested in accumulating lots of resources. Because their core personality type is an 8, they pursue their desires very aggressively, which will usually achieve their goals. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Thanks to their 7-wing, people with personality 8-wing 7 appreciate life and all it has, all of it that it has has to offer. Wow um because they're still eights so there's an underlying theme of control in their desire to experience the best of this world well okay i don't really know how to answer that okay am i both Have i got both wings
1: so your dominant wing is indicated by the higher score of one of the types on either side of your basic type okay so then i'm an eight wing seven yes and so then i'm a two
0: i still relate to a bear like the description mm-hmm. there i'm like mm. yeah You can't tell me I'm not that. That's so funny. Or maybe I'm just delusional. Maybe I want to be that.
1: Oh my gosh. I'm totally a two wing three. Okay. (laughs) So they tend to be ambitious, altruistic and sociable in their behavior. They love building connections with others and helping to make a difference in the world. They fear being unwanted or worthless. Um, And they usually avoid this by building personal connections with others and working hard to meet the needs of the community. (laughs) Their most basic desire is to be loved and accepted. And they may express this by being extremely attentive and attached to other people. The hosts tend to suppress their own negative emotions, uh, which, when done frequently, can lead to high levels of stress or unexpected outbursts. Hmm. Not me. Huh. What's my weakness? Oh, I tend to be competitive and obsessive. I don't acknowledge my own needs. And I take criticism personally. And criticizing themselves and others when under pressure. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Eight wing seven is labeled the independent. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Hey, (laughs) the eighth natural determination and leadership meets the seventh charisma and social skills.
1: Well, even like, uh, two wing three is the host, and I'm so in my host era. (laughs) Oh my gosh! That's a fun segment that I think
0: now is going to have to be turned into an episode. A whole episode, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it was just like a mini sode or whatever, mm-hmm. just something fun.
1: That's so good, cool. All right, well, that was um, Jungian archetypes mm-hmm. and the enneagram. Yeah, that <laughs> turns out. Yeah, so fun, like that. Mm-hmm. Already, I am
0: Mac Joy. I'm at Stoops. We are sometimes called Slaps on all social media platforms. You can find our website at sometimes That is sometimes C I A B A T T A
1: Slaps. Oh, my gosh. Please don't make us (laughs) That is S-O-M-E-T-I-M-E-C-I-A-B-A-T-T-A-S-L-A-P-S dot com. (laughs) On
0: our website, you can find links to all of our episodes, video and audio. You can also find our book club reviews and links to said books Mm -hmm. if you want to read them yourself. Um, And then you can also find our affiliate links. Yes. Um, We got lots of good stuff. Um, Dyson has some new codes that have just been updated there. Yeah. Like 150 bucks off of a Dyson vacuum. Yeah. So if you're looking for a new vacuum. Check that out. And you want a Dyson? We got a code. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then if you like what we're doing or if you just like us, give us a like rating, reviews, shares on your stories. All of it gives us lots of love and we would mm-hmm. appreciate you. Yes. And we want to get out there. Yeah,
1: exactly. Keeps do with us that. relevant. Yep. But yeah and grateful (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) all right
0: that's all the key points Mm -hmm. so on that note we'll see you next tuesday ta-ta for now Bye. bye